Today's podcast is sponsored by Springdale Automotive, the next generation in car care, locally owned, professionally operated, whatever you drive, we service. Domestic, Euro, hybrid, electric, classics, diesel. Springdale's classic car services include maintenance, repair, and diagnostics, five convenient neighborhood locations. How may we be of service? Welcome to the Classic Car Corner Podcast. I'm Jason Painter, and co-hosting today is John Lockhart and Eric Benzel. And we are excited to welcome Rob Carruthers, owner of Sharpen the Lead, and his recent acquisition, a 1968 Lincoln Continental. Rob, uh, tell us about your ownership of Sharpen the Lead to go. Well, uh, it's just a side gig, mm-hmm. really, that I do. I draw houses, cars for commissioned projects. And uh, I, I enjoy the cars mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, they're more challenging to draw than right. the house. But, you know, it, it's just something that I started it because I would have people say, hey, I, I wish you would draw my house for me. Right. And for years and years, I just kind of ignored all that stuff. And then uh, one day I finally sat down. I drew my parents' house. Then mm-hmm. It's the one I grew up in. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they framed it and hung it up in the house, and it became a conversation piece. And that just kind of led to me, like, you know, okay, maybe maybe I can actually make some money off this. Right, right. So, and so you've been given a couple of projects for cars, one of which was mine, which was the 65 Mustang, which is proudly displayed in my basement. It's beautiful. It is fantastic. Yeah. And, and it's thanks, freehand, thanks, too. guys. It Correct. is. Yes, right? I mean, is. there's, yeah. So you just, you took it from a picture, and you put it on a sheet and you framed it basically. That's yeah. in yeah. a nutshell. You've no, got no protractors, no compasses. It was all freehand, right? All freehand. Yep. Every now go. and then I admit every now and then I'll use a ruler. Okay. <laughs> if I've got to make a really long straight line, right. I might use a ruler. There you go. But that's about the only time I'll use a tool other than freehand drawing. Right. Um, and you've done a Chevelle convertible, I believe. That's right. And then what other two cars did you do? Uh, well done. I, I don't know that I could even recall every one that I've ever drawn, mm-hmm. but I drew, uh, or I drew a beetle. Okay. Uh, your beetle. Yep, that's right. Yep. Uh, your Mustang, mm-hmm. uh, Chevelle. Um, was there oh, a Dodge? Did you do yes. a Dodge? Yep. Thank gotcha. you. Thank yep. you. I yep. did a, a, a sixties Dodge Coronet RT. Gotcha. Yep. Uh, I did an old, I think it was a 39 Dodge mm-hmm. truck. Mm-hmm. And then I did a, I'm blanking on the other one. There was that's all right. I, I had they were all three together right. in front of a garage. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So what we're trying to guess underscore here is that you know for car guys like myself, they're great gifts. Um, you know, especially when they're you know you know that that picture was drawn from your car, not one like it. Mm-hmm. It just there's a sentimental factor there, which is in my opinion great. So uh, so great job on that for sure. Thank you. So real quick, you hit, you hit on a great point there. And that's what I always try to convey about this is it it makes a great gift for the person that has everything. Right. And you can't, for that person that you're scratching your head and you're like, what the heck am I going to get them? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. You know, they probably don't have a drawing of their house. Mm -hmm. They probably don't have a drawing of their car. Right. Uh, I drew this one lady's house Mm -hmm. not far over in Indian Hills Mm -hmm. and gave it to her and she was, like, oh, my Lord, this is great. You are my guy. Mm-hmm. My husband is the hardest person to shop for. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have you draw 
his golf clubs. I'm gonna have you draw. I'm gonna have you draw his dog. That is cool. Nice. So, so Rob, let me ask you, um, how many hours goes into a drawing like the one you did for the '65 Mustang for Jason? Yeah. So, good question. I didn't start keep. I didn't keep track at first, and then after I got that question a few times, I started to keep that in mind. I'll I'll spend eighteen to twenty hours typically okay. on a drawing. I, which blows some people away. They're like, "Oh, I figured you." busted that out in an hour and i'm like no no um, the detail I actually thought it was longer yeah the detail and the picture is is very astounding it's it's incredible yeah. it's very nice thank yep. you thanks guys and to our listeners stay tuned because at the end we're going to give you rob's contact information so you can get your own cars made for your special person so stay tuned there you go right, and hopefully this spring we're going to get the 39 olds out there you go we are going to have rob uh draw that draw up. The, uh, yep. Perfect. Uh, my dad would love that. Yep. Oh, yep, yep, that, perfect. I'd love to know that we did it. Right. And all my brothers uh, would love that, too. That's so. cool. Yeah. yeah nice. that would oh, be there cool. you go. Nice. And, and so uh, switching gears a little bit, we know that uh, just recently you, you acquired a 68 Lincoln Continental. Tell us a little bit about that car. So the Lincoln is, uh, it's a 68, like you said, so mm. suicide door, okay. Lincoln Continental. Right. And ever since uh, I saw the movie Heaven Help Us, okay, which is great, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, hilarious movie. <laughs> um, there's a six, there's a '65 Lincoln Continental in that movie, okay. Uh, but you know, basically all through the '60s, they were suicide door models. It's kind of been a bucket list car for me, right? I I really in my life wanted to go to my grave saying I owned one of these. There you go. And, so now you did. And, and it's, I could cross it off the list now because <laughs> I, a lot of people would probably just look at that car mm-hmm. and they're like, I don't, I don't get it. It just looks like a land barge sled to me, mm-hmm. four door. Right. You know, old car, mm-hmm. but man, those suicide doors, they just make it. And for those that are listening, the describe suicide doors, air quotes, suicide doors. So I'm going to let you answer that, Rob. Okay, I've heard a few stories on this, All right. but the one that I like to go with is it's suicide doors because the the front door is hinged normally, mm-hmm. and then the back door is hinged at the rear, so mm-hmm. it opens, uh, you know, it, it opens out. Uh, and if if a car were if you were parallel parking and you opened up the street side door, and a vehicle came and hit that door, instead of it bending away from you in a traditional car that door is going to smack, smack down into you. Right. And if you've already put your foot on the pavement, uh, you're probably going to have a severed leg. <laughs> right. Um, and, and so, you know, the thought was if a car comes and hits that door, it's smacking back into you and suicide. Gotcha. Cool. What color was it? Uh, it was a light blue. It was uh, technically platinum. Mm. Mm-hmm. Platinum was the uh, factory name. And from a distance, it looked white, to be truthful. Mm-hmm. And then in certain lighting, there would be just this hint of blue, like a real, I mean, pale, pale, pale blue, which obviously would bring out the platinum, I guess, of that vehicle. True. Um, is that now, the go ahead. paint name, platinum blue? or It actually is called, it's plat, what, which is plat- platinum. Gotcha. Okay. Wow. I've go. seen it one time, and, uh-huh. you know, we talked about baby blue or blue. Mm-hmm. I don't ever remember it being... Uh, that like baby bluish, it's right. just like a light faint blue hue. Yep, that's I exactly agree, right. I would agree with that. Yeah. And in fact, when I got it, I asked several people the first time they saw that car, without telling them what I thought. I said, "What color do you see?" 
mm-hmm. when you look at that car. And what did most of them say? Did they say blue or white? Yeah. Well, s- most people would say, you know, I just almost detect a tad bit of blue. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And I, I did myself, even though the title was listed as white. Oh, was it? Okay, gotcha. To me, it okay. looked like it was a really, really just ever so slight baby blue. Right, right. Um, yeah, cool. So. Well, looking at the pictures of it, it definitely sounded like a Billy Joel song. <laughs> it's like a true baby blue continental. There so you go. It's like right. that internet picture. What color is the dress? Well, what color is the car? What do you see? Is it mm-hmm. either white or is it baby blue? And I've always seen baby blue in the, in the different pictures that we've mm-hmm. seen of them. Yep. It's just a cool car. It's clean. Um, how long is that thing? Because I can see airplanes doing touch and goes off of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, so it's it's I've measured it before, and you know the exact length escapes me. But it's it's nineteen feet. And wow. some odd inches. I, here's how I know it's a beast. Um, I, I, my daily driver is a Suburban. Mm-hmm. And biggest car I've ever owned. I got that in April. And I cleared out the garage enough. I had a small Acura sedan before that. And I cleared out the garage to get the Suburban in there. And I had to clear out... Uh, the garage the exact same amount for the suburban as i did for the lincoln so gotcha <laughs> yep there you go you know yeah the trunk on that thing was nearly as big as the hood was you could probably take the lid off put some plastic down there and throw water in it and have a pool in the, <laughs> right. in the truck when you're going down <laughs> a little hot street. tub or yeah, something right? there you go you're, uh, yeah, you could that, that's I right mean, just take 19 foot mm-hmm. car yeah. uh it's enormous yep one of the cool things about that car too, uh, when when you showed me, you know, the the hood doesn't open up uh, traditionally. Uh, it it f- folds forward like a you know a Datsun two eighty, right, right, yeah, which I thought thought was pretty cool. Um, the speedometer in this car, talk to us about that because that's kind of a, ne- a neat um, the way it, it. I guess it you know just kind of there's no dial necessarily, but it's mechanical. The speedometer was interesting on that car, mm-hmm. you know. I always liked that car because the way it looked on the outside. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I didn't know much about the interior appearance until I got it. Mm-hmm. But if you can imagine like a like a bubble level, mm-hmm. you know, like if you're, you know, mm-hmm. you're working on a project at home and, you know, you want to make sure you've got it nice and level. You know, you got that bubble that, that goes, you know, left and right. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much how that speedometer was. It was almost like it started at zero. And as you accelerated, that bubble level just kept on coming along. You know? Gotcha. Yeah. And something that I did not discover until um, I was on my way to sell the car was once you go over 70, <laughs> the level changes from white to orange. There you go. So, <laughs> so it's <laughs> letting let, let you know you're in. Uh, <laughs> right, right, like, be careful. Yeah, that's right. Back, back <laughs> in the down. 60s. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's that song, the Hot Rod Lincoln. Right. right. So you had um, <laughs> yeah. you had the, the yellow speedometer, which. You know, bringing back our Buick days, Eric, if you remember, there was a dial in these old Buick Electras that if you were to, because these cars are so massive and so big and weigh so much, it's very easy to be doing 90 miles an hour thinking you're doing 55. So, so, so little things like the yellow speedometer on these Buicks where you can turn the dial to like 70. And then once the speedometer dial hits 70, it'll, it'll buzz you. It'll, it'll beep. Say hey, you're at seventy miles an hour, which I thought was pretty cool, pretty good. I don't know why they got rid of it. To be honest with you, it's electronic now. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah, there you go. go. He has speed alarm. Oh, is that okay? On some gotcha. of these cars, gotcha. you can set your little speed alarm, and when you there hit you a certain go. speed, it goes. 
Hey. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Hmm. There yeah, you go. So, so uh, I will say the Lincoln wasn't always fun. Okay. You so, know. So talk to us about what wasn't fun about it. So for any listeners out there that are interested in a suicide door continental, mm-hmm. bye bye. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> because I have fixed everything for you. <laughs> there you go. Gotcha. Uh, you know. You, so what have you done to well, it? Well, you know, these things are a risk. Mm-hmm. You know all about that. Sure. Yep. Uh, you know, you buy one, you hope you're not going to have to do too much. You hope mm-hmm. it's going to be fun and mm-hmm. you just enjoy it and drive it. And, uh, you know, sometimes I could enjoy it and drive it, but a mm-hmm. lot of times I couldn't. Right. Um, right. Yep. But there's a lot of stuff that it needed. Mm-hmm. And uh, how many layers so. to that onion did you guys peel back when you were, uh, <laughs> that you discovered? Quite a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was. Uh, you know, it, it, I ended up having to do um, brakes, uh, battery, belts. Carburetor, uh, I think you said. Carburetor. Yep. needed to do carburetor. They yep. had to mess with the timing. Mm-hmm. Um, a battery. Uh, yep. I, I don't know. I should have a list in front of me, actually, because was going there, off of my head, it's hard. Mm-hmm. To, yep. I, there was a lot. Was yep. there anything that you got into that just you thought it was this? Now we're going to try this. Now, we're, did you go down that rabbit hole? And yes. <laughs> did you finally figure out what the culprit was to the issue? Yes. The very last time I drove the car, it was awesome. Um, and, of course, you know, you're, you're going to sell it, but it's running great. You know, uh, it's like, yeah, now it's awesome. Where you've been you know? my whole life. Right. 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 <laughs> right. Uh, but, yes, there was a rabbit hole, which ended up being a carburetor. Uh, you know, we, 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 I, I had it at a couple different mechanics. And, of course, they know a 68 Lincoln Continental is not anybody's daily driver. So it would end up languishing mm-hmm. in the back of their garage and not getting a lot of love. And that would be about the time. It's like, okay, I'm moving this. I, I need somebody paying mm-hmm. attention to this. And one of the mechanics, God love him, you know, he, he was trying to rule out a lot of things before just throwing a carburetor on it. Gotcha. And, and I got to the point where, and of course, I'm no mechanic at all, but I got to the point where I was like, let's just put the damn carburetor on it. Right. I don't care, you know, and let's just see if it does fix it. Um, and that was ultimately what happened. Put a was new the, carburetor right. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of trial and error that goes on with these old cars because there's no BCM that you can plug a computer to to, tells you what to, to read the codes. Which, you know, but uh, one thing, this was technically your first toy, am I correct, as far as like uh, an old car? It was my first old car. Yeah. So there's one thing that you haven't mentioned yet, which, correct me if I'm wrong, because I do this often, is that it's okay. The reason why I say it's okay is because, A, you've learned from it. Uh, B, the money that you've put into this car, based on the assessments of the values as these cars continue to escalate and right now suicide door lincolns are extremely sought after i mean more so than that of even the convertible slash two-door coupe so so you know it's okay it's okay to put money into these things you've learned but you've also had fun and and there's a lot to be said for that did you tell me that you took your kids in the uh in the lincoln to their prom or something like that well i took my son to his uh sophomore year dance okay there you go several of their dates see yeah i I had seven or eight people in there yeah and and so those are memories that that these old cars so for those who listen who are interested in old cars don't let the fact that 
I mean, I, I wrote this book that says, look, go into this knowing you're going to have to spend money in on it. And then if you don't have to, it's a bonus. Right. But if you know that you're going to have to spend some money on it, then it's not a surprise. And it's something that I always, you know, whenever I buy something, I know that I'm probably going to have to spend some money on right. it just to get it to the level of what I want. Right. But, um, well, no, it, it, one, one, one thing real fast, mm-hmm. you know, nobody loves taking their car to the shop. Sure. I mean, it's right. You know, but yeah, at the end of the day, um, you know, it, it truly was bucket list. Mm-hmm. I've crossed that off. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a blast with that car mm-hmm. when it was running right. Right. It was a good, you know, people are giving you thumbs ups mm-hmm. and, you know, approving oh, yeah. looks and there that's you cool. <laughs> um, you know, so they crossed it off the bucket list, had a good time. And, and even though I've had to put money into it, I, I really believe I'm getting that back out when it sells. Oh, sure. Absolutely. No, no doubt. It will. Absolutely. Well, folks, we're going to take a quick moment here and ask you to please check out our sponsor, G.D. Herring. G.D. Herring provides options on insuring not only your classic car, but all of your collectibles. Please check them out at gdherring.com. And speaking about mechanics, it it seems that you're saying there's not uh, the plug-in scan tools in these um, older cars. Are you finding it more and more challenging uh, to find mechanics that have what our grandparents would just go, let me listen to it. I hear something. All right, it's going to be that vacuum line, and let's clear the carburetor. And if that doesn't fix it, we just probably there's some something's out of whack with the carburetor. Just slap a new one on there. Mm-hmm. Are you finding more challenging challenges finding mechanics that have that ability to troubleshoot without a program? Because it sounds like that's something that you ran into in this by having to go to one shop, and one shop's like, mm, this is going to take a little more knowledge than what we have probably and then you move it to another one that starts working on it it's was that possibly something that you ran into and we'll ask that to jason because jason also has uh, a slew of cars mm-hmm. uh, in his collection that are also older that don't have the scanning tool right. ability what are your experiences <clears throat> with the continental and and then overall as far as uh, mechanic aptitude uh, I, i'll i'll answer just briefly on that and then i'll throw it to jason because he's got you know, the old collection and I've just, this is my first old Mm -hmm. car, but in terms of it being a different garages, um, it was more or less, you know, I knew I wanted to sell this thing eventually and, and let's just get it fixed. But the, uh, I, I think it was not so much, you know, that the mechanic didn't know it was, um, he was looking after budget and not just wanting to, you know, throw a bunch of stuff on the wall and see what sticks. But he was really trying to get to the root cause of what's wrong. And I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. He, he wasn't trying to nickel and dime me mm-hmm. on just, well, let me just try this and let me try that. Um, so I, I appreciated that. And I, I finally just kind of had to tell him, like, look, let's just, you know, let's just put a carburetor on it and see what, see what happens. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm giving you my blessing. Right. You know, right. You, you've tried to rule that out. But let's just throw it on. Right. Yeah, there's so many moving pieces in a carburetor. I mean, there's... Oh, yeah. That's right. There's hundreds and hundreds of intricate things on a carburetor that can get gummed up, clogged up, that you just can't see until you take it apart and rebuild it. And by the time you pay somebody to do that, you can buy a brand new carburetor (laughs) and put on it. And not that it's going to run perfect. You still need to adjust it. But, you know... Yeah. Sometimes you just got to give up and say... Right. Like you did, Rob... Just put a new carburetor on it. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Let's move on and move forward. Let's get on to the next issue. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. But exactly. even in a new carburetor, you let it sit. You know, you put a new carburetor on it and you, you dial it in and then you let it sit for a month 
uh, in the back of a garage and hot, cold, damp, dryness. There's no uh, guarantee that when you crank it back up, it's going to run just like you had it dialed in when you parked it back there. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So you know, carburetors not, always need a little bit of tweaking. It's yeah, not good for those old cars to sit. No, right. that's exactly right. Yeah, yep, that's right. And to answer your question too, Eric, um, you know, it, it, granted, a lot of the mechanics in today's world are our age or younger, you know, mid to late 40s or younger. And, yeah, they are used to the body control module. Yeah. Um, to, to, oh, yeah, here's this code. and It's generally an O2 sensor or something silly in today's world. Uh, I think a mechanic had mentioned at best, he said, hey, the good news is cars don't break down anymore. They malfunction. (laughs) 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 And it's not to say, and for the mechanics that listen to us, it's not saying that having those not having a scan tool available for some of those doesn't mean that you can't troubleshoot or drink. Oh, sure. Right. But it seems that for some mechanics that may not have, that are not as long in the tooth, Mm -hmm. it's going to be a little more challenging to go and troubleshoot that. Right. I would imagine. It, well, I mean, so, I mean, fortunately, a lot of those older cars are simple mechanics. Right. There's, there's not, less to go wrong. There's less to go wrong, and but right. it is time-consuming. Fire, fire, air. Right, or yeah. The mechanical. And, and it is time-consuming, and there is a little bit more troubleshooting versus the ability just to put it up on some type of scanner, and then it's it's fixed. And the advantage of the Lincoln is you can have four mechanics sit in, in the, the hood <laughs> working on it at the same time and at still least. have room to move around. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. I just was just the time that you were describing on there. I'm like, we're not talking about a Bentley engine mm-hmm. where there's turbos and stuff to come off of it. Right. It's a block. Right. With a carburetor. So that but, just made me just wonder if that's. Yeah. No, I got you. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, uh, what size engine was it? Was it a 460 or 462? Do you remember? Yeah, it's a 460. It was a, a four, 460. 460, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah. There it's you go. It's a lot of sheet metal oh, in that car. It's a huge engine. It's to move oh, yeah. it from one yeah. gas station to the next. I think it was a, <laughs> it was a, it was a 7 point. Seven point two liter, seven, I think. Yeah. I think's what seven what or seven point five yeah. liters. Four four sixty is a monster engine. Yeah, yeah. So we're talking what nine miles a gallon, if that, if we're lucky, something to that nature. It was horrible. Yeah, yeah. I got you. I got I, you. I doubt it was in double digits. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, uh, I doubt it was. Too. I didn't trust the gas gauge. I, just, <laughs> right. I watched the odometer, and if I had put fifty miles on it, I topped the tank. Off. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. No, that's the thing to do. That's for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I think we all had the gas guzzlers growing up. Oh gosh, as, yes. As we talked about earlier, I don't know if it was before we start recording, but we all had Delta eighty eights. <laughs> uh, myself, Jason, and Eric, mm-hmm. and uh, they, the one I had was a five liter. Yep. Uh, and it loved gas. Mm-hmm. And when I drive it to school, and it, it was like five, six dollars a day to get to school and back. And, <laughs> right. You know, at the time I, you know, worked right. at Hungry Pelican, so you know that was half my shift money <laughs> just to get to school and back. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so. no, that's right. Yep. <laughs> and, and just to remind everybody, we're talking with Rob Carruthers, uh, owner of uh, Sharpen the Lead, Sharpen the Lead, and his Lincoln Continental. Yep, that's right. And so, other and other car. Funness. Yeah, absolutely. So, so um, I know you had mentioned that uh, you've now got it for sale. Do you have it? Uh, uh, was it just time, or you? Uh, what, what's, your, what's your next move? I guess is the question. Do, do you have another car in mind that you're that you're after? Scoping? I don't have my eye on one. Okay, but there will be more. Mm-hmm. I got you. Uh, are you, you going to use the proceeds from selling the Lincoln to invest in another car, or are you just yes. going to? Okay, that's the plan. Yes. So yes. let's help you out with this. Uh, you you have it for sale. Where do you have it for sale? So it's at Gateway Classic Cars. 
Gateway Classic Cars folks. There you go. Uh, one of our first guests, our mm-hmm. first shows on here, so you know yep. how to get Mr. a hold Chase of them. Chase Alton, that's right. Great show. Um, how easy was it working with uh, Gateway Classic Cars? They were great. I mean, they really were. And I'm not saying that, uh, you know, I would say that if no pressure was sitting <laughs> in front. It, it, it really, it, was, yeah. it went a lot smoother than I thought it would. Great. It was very laid back and very comfortable and, you know, uh, no problem. I mean, it was it was much much more enjoyable than buying your daily driver vehicle mm-hmm. with me. Uh, of course, I'm not buying; I'm selling. But still, it was great. Was yeah. It, yeah. Was it hard to give the keys up? Not really. No, I got no. you. Okay, he's ready to get ready. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chase Chase at Cla- uh, Gateway Cars, uh, Classic Cars. He was a class act. He was a real good guy. Yeah. So uh, I think uh, your Lincoln's in very good hands up there. Oh, I'd say so. And uh, I'm sure he's going to take very good care of it. Right, right. Definitely. And, you know. But it's you funny. Guys, you're you ready guys, to get rid of it. You, you, oh, no. Oh, yeah. Take these keys <laughs> and just do it. <laughs> do it. It's, yeah. like, it's like Christine. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, exactly. The personality. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you know, it was, it was finally, everything finally felt right, and mm-hmm. it was fixed, and it was like, you know what? While everything's good. Now's the time. time. Yeah. I got you. Time, you know. So, so, so now you're going from a three-speed automatic boat to, I don't know, I know you like manuals. You've mentioned that before. What uh, If you did buy another car, what I mean, what were, we, what were we looking at here? What kind of cars are you interested in? Yep. I like so many different ones. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to, right. you know, it's hard to pinpoint it. Yep. Um, a, uh, like an old, uh, not old, but, you know, depending on how old you are. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> right. yeah. the, uh, the late... 80s Honda Preludes, mm-hmm. okay, and not so much the Civic Si, but mm-hmm. you know that as well. But mm-hmm. uh, the the Preludes, you know, with the pop up headlights sure. and yep. the manual, the manual so four wheel steering. There you go. The four wheel steering right. that was yep. sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was sweet. Yep, yep. There I never knew anybody that had one of those. Yep, I drove one. Nice, real cool. I mean, the the four wheel steering isn't what you think. Where you know the it's. It, the the ten, it's ten percent really, in the you back. You couldn't really feel it, right? I mean, the the wheels barely moved. I mean, you know, enough to probably better hug a corner, right? But um, but 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 still a cool concept. And the only car I've driven with four wheel steering happens to be an '89 Prelude, mm-hmm. um, and they're fun. No, I, they had VTEX in those things that back mm-hmm. then. Am I right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I I, I, I I thought the first VTEC was the. Accurate NSX was it? You might know. In like I don't know. Nineteen ninety. Okay, perhaps it was. I don't know, I, but I mean, I you st- you still see some of those preludes on the road today. Oh yeah. Uh, uh you know, it's a fun little car, sporty little two door coupe with a very small back seat, if I mm-hmm. remember correctly, in mm-hmm. those things. But yeah, the pop up headlights. Some of them had the moonroofs in them, right? Uh, which is kind of fun. Well, but, I think uh, I think all preludes did. Oh, did they back in the day? I think, okay, I think yep. it was standard on the prelude. Gotcha. Whether it was the SI or not, I, okay. I think it had, gotcha. I think they all had a sunroof. All right, all right. There you um, go. Yep. I think but our I, old, f- I think our old friend uh, Vince, his dad had a Prelude. Didn't oh, he? did he Do really? You remember? No. no, you don't remember that. I remember, yeah. I remember his Delta eighty eight. Yes, <laughs> right. yeah, I know. There's four of us, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's amazing. That's right. Uh, but yes, his his dad used to have a, a red Prelude. I don't remember the year, uh, but it was it was a late eighties, maybe early nineties Prelude. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I, he got rid of the Prelude and got the Conquest. 
Oh, oh, so that there was you that go. transition. That oh, we I mentioned. like those yep. too. Yeah, we yep. mentioned that earlier on a, mm-hmm. a podcast. At, yep. Uh, so that's where he went from. Yeah, the conquest. Yeah, rare car. Yeah, very rare. Yeah, that's right. Very rare. So, Eric, do you have some information for us? Absolutely. The first uh, VTEC was in 2001 in the Acura, and in 2002 in the Accord. Okay. Wow. So we were right. yep. ten years off. Yeah. Wow. Or more. Okay. Or more. Wow. That's right. Yep. According to the interwebs. Yeah, there we go. I guess because we're, we're getting old. That's right. Well, you know, you guys have talked about your Delta 88s and your gas guzzlers. I've actually started at the opposite end of things. I've always had little bitty four-cylinder Here we go. Imports. Mm-hmm. That's me. And you and I had that start off. These guys had the big, big engines. Yeah, I, I've Rabbits worked up to the tanks. and Civics. Yeah, I, I always had, you know, I didn't have a big car until... Mm-hmm. Uh, I got this Lincoln, and then not long after getting the Lincoln, I needed to upgrade my daily driver and got the Suburban, mm-hmm. but I don't really need to dwell on the Suburban, but I, I got that because, uh, you know, I got three kids, and right. we don't pack light, right? Yep, and we pull a camper, mm-hmm. and I needed a big, robust vehicle with some tow capacity, mm-hmm. and, you know, so that kind of narrows it down right there. There's not a whole lot to look at if that's what you're looking for, right? but- I started out on, you know, little bitty cars, Toyota Tercel, Honda Accords, you know. Gas sippers, not gas guzzlers. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. Miss, I, my favorite, I had uh, my rabbits were great because you could, it was just, you learn how to replace vacuum lines. You buy it by the spool. <laughs> right. You go to a whip auto down on West, on Waterson Trail, get a couple spools of vacuum line. You just, here's a lesson that you learned for, real quick. Don't take them all off at one time and then go put them back on. You're going to need a, a, a routing manual to to put all that stuff back on. <laughs> and back then, you didn't have the internet. You just had to have find somebody with a manual or go buy a manual, mm-hmm. go home, and then read the... Yeah. So, uh, and then after that was Honda Civics. And then my Cirax SI is absolutely the most fun car. Oh, yeah. That had to be a blast. 86 Cirax SI. Unfortunately, they took out the people who had it before me. Raced it in SCCA competition, which I did is some of that parking lot racing, mm-hmm. and they took out the air conditioning because it was saving them ninety pounds. Yeah, weight, and that left the only air conditioning on the car: the sunroof and the windows. Ah, okay, yep, yep. Back then, you had to crank them down. <coughs> That's poor man's AC. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, you had to reach across the seat to get that other one down. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you, those cars had so much capa- so much volume of space in it. You can com- you can fit in in a complete with. Four-piece drum set with cymbals, stands, and everything, and then have plenty of room for other stuff and people. Oh, nice. Impressive. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> a little bitty car. Okay. That car was amazing. I did the SCCA. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. I, I had a good time with that. that I, I had used my 89 Honda Accord mm-hmm. at, at, for SCCA, and I had put some... And that was a coupe. It was. It was yep. a coupe. Yep. I had put... For the SCCA, mm-hmm. I had put some uh, some tighter springs that also lowered the car a little bit. Oh, yeah. And then I had wider tires and rims on it. Um, it was fun. It was fun. That is that is tied for my favorite car I've ever owned. There you go. Yep. And you don't see too, too many two-door coupes in Honda Accords. You don't. Yep. No, you don't. You yep. don't. No. Mm-hmm. Mine was an 89, so it had the pop-up lights. That was the last year of them. Yep. yep. Sure yep. was. Yeah. They only had that Accord coupe with the pop-up lights for two years. It debuted in 88. Okay. 
And so then 89 and then in 90, they changed the body style completely. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I loved that car. Yeah. I mean, it really, it, it was, it was, it was a two door with pop-up lights. So it was kind of sporty oh, and, yeah. it, and it was a manual transmission. I'd be willing to bet if it's been cared for, it's probably still out there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> they do run well, forever. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I, you know, funny you mentioned that. I saw that car. And I knew it was mine because they still had some of the same stickers on it. Oh, okay. When? Recently or no? No, this was probably, um, oh gosh, it, it, it was, I'm going to guess it had to have been uh, close to 15 years ago. Okay, gotcha. And it was clearly running because it was parked in a parking lot, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the middle of the day, busy parking lot. Mm-hmm. So it hadn't just been like parked right. out, deserted. Uh, and it was kind of sad to see it because it was looking rough i got that you. That, that notorious yep. honda rust yep mm-hmm. dog was, legs was was creeping yep. in big time you know the, the love was gone mm-hmm. like <laughs> yep I it got was you. it was nasty inside yeah i got you <laughs> yep but those are so. rare cars to see they didn't have too many of those models that were out there you also didn't see, see too many black accords no that was one color that you think boy a lot of people got them that's just that was a rare car mm-hmm. also in the camry a black Camry is a very rare thing to see. You see silver, green, maroon, maroon, brown. Why is that color coming back? <laughs> but you just black was one of those colors you didn't see too many of those. Oh, that's mm-hmm. an excellent point. You're right. You didn't see a lot of accords in black or white. A lot of white accords. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or white, white. <laughs> that's your point. White. So, so. Lastly, Rob, for those who might be interested in reaching you to do a drawing for them, how best can they reach you? So uh, you can send me a text on my phone if you'd like, or you can send me an email okay. to sharpenthelead at gmail.com. Okay. And it's lead, L-E-A-D, as in pencil lead, mm-hmm. because I it's pencil drawings. So uh, it's just all one word, sharpenthelead at gmail, and then... Uh, 502-648-5691 is the number to text. Yeah. Thanks so much for being out here, Rob. It's been a lot of fun today. Yeah. A fun conversation. Yeah. It's been great. Enjoyed it. And for our listeners of the podcast, like us on Facebook and Instagram, subscribe. So you're notified of new shows and please leave us a review. Your reviews are much appreciated. And thanks for listening. And until next time, happy motoring from your friends at the classic car corner podcast.